Hey, this is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. I'm happy to be here and doing this analysis of the Tucker, Carl inter- Tucker Carlson interview. Um, man, there's so much information that, that has been brought forth by Vladimir Putin, despite Tucker Carlson. I believe this is going to be the last segment that we're going to be doing because the speech is winding. Uh, the interview is winding up to a close. We're at approximately one minute 48 seconds i believe one hour and 48 minutes i should say one minute <laughs> but it's been a very it's been a very insightful and uh deepening of the understanding of the russian people and the russian culture and, and i got honest questions for you i got honest questions for you so let's continue on. We're going to finish up this interview and we're going to see what the end is going to be. One empire in the history of mankind. Nevertheless, the potential of the barbarians gradually grew, as did their population. In general, the barbarians were getting stronger and began to develop economically, as we would say today. This eventually led to the collapse of the Roman Empire and the regime imposed by the Romans. However, it took five centuries for the Roman Empire to fall apart. The difference with what is happening now is that all the processes of change are happening at a much faster pace than in Roman times. So when does the AI empire start, do you think? You're asking increasingly more complicated questions. To answer them, you need to be an expert in big numbers, big data and AI. Mankind is currently facing many threats. Due to the genetic researches, it is now possible to create a superhuman, a specialized human being, a genetically engineered athlete, scientist, military man. There are reports that Elon Musk had already had a chip implanted in the human brain in the USA. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's no stopping Elon Musk. He will do as he sees fit. Nevertheless, you need to find some common ground with him, search for ways to persuade him. I think he's a smart person, I truly believe he is. So you need to reach an agreement with him because this process needs to be formalized and subjected to certain rules. Humanity has to consider what is going to happen due to the newest development in genetics or in AI. One can make an approximate prediction of what will happen. Once mankind felt an existential threat coming from nuclear weapons, all nuclear nations began to come to terms with one another since they realized the negligent use of nuclear weaponry could drive humanity to extinction. It is impossible to stop research in genetics or AI today, just as it was impossible to stop the use of gunpowder back in the day. 
исследования все равно будут. Но когда человечество почувствует угрозу для себя... But as soon as we realize that the threat comes from unbridled and uncontrolled development of AI, or genetics, or any other field, the time will come to reach an international agreement on how to regulate these things. I, I appreciate all the time uh, you've given us. I just got to ask you one last question, and that's about someone who's very famous in the United States, probably not here, Evan Gershkovitz, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter. He's 32, um, and he's been in prison for almost a year. Uh, this is a huge story in the United States, and I just want to ask you directly, without getting into the details of it or your version of what happened, if as a sign of your decency, you would be willing to release him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. We have done so many gestures of goodwill out of decency that I think we have run out of them. We have never seen anyone reciprocate to us in a similar manner. However, in theory, we can say that we do not rule out that we can do that if our partners take reciprocal steps. When I talk about the partners, I first of all refer to special services. Special services are in contact with one another, they are talking about the matter in question. There is no taboo to settle this issue. We are willing to solve it. But there are certain terms being discussed via special services channels. I believe an agreement can be reached. So typically, I mean, this stuff has happened for obviously centuries. One country catches another spy within its borders, it trades it for a, one of its own intel guys in another country. I think what makes <coughs> it, and it's not my business, but what makes this difference is the guy's obviously not a spy, he's a kid. And maybe he was breaking your law in some way, but he's not a super spy and everybody knows that. And he's being held hostage in exchange, which is true. With respect, it's true and everyone knows it's true. So maybe he's in a different category Maybe it's not fair to ask for, you know, somebody else in exchange for letting him out. Maybe it degrades Russia to do that. You know, you can give different interpretations to what constitutes a spy, but there are certain things provided by law. If person gets secret information and does that in conspiratorial manner, then this is a qualified as espionage. And that is exactly what he was doing. He was receiving classified confidential information and he did it covertly. Maybe he did that out of carelessness or his own initiative. Considering the sheer fact this is qualified as espionage, the fact has been proven as he was caught red-handed when he was receiving this information. If it had been some far-fetched excuse, some fabrication, something not proven, it would have been a different story then. But he was caught red-handed when he was secretly getting confidential information. What is it then? But are you suggesting that he was working for the US government or NATO, or he was just a reporter who was given material he wasn't supposed to have? Those seem like very different, very different things. I don't know who he worked 
I don't know who he was working for, but I would like to reiterate that getting classified information in secret is called espionage. So I think this was a low blow on Tucker's part. Again, you know, this this shows him being completely unprepared to do this interview. Now he's going in here and he's asking to have this reporter taken back. I don't know if the United States made him do that. If someone put pressure on Tucker for him to do that, but it just does not make any sense for out of the blue, out of nowhere, to come and ask for this guy who has been caught as. Vladimir Putin said, red-handed, with spy materials. Materials that he should not have had in, in his possession, whether he did it accidentally or on purpose, whether he's working for the United States or whether he's working for China. It's, it's, it's a moot point. And Vladimir Putin is saying, I'm going to let my government work its way, way into finding a solution but we're not above negotiations. We're not above uh, trying to trying to have this reconciled. But he's not Tucker. He's not walking out of this situation today with you. He's not leaving. He's not leaving until we come to some type of understanding of what he's done. And I think you know we are at one hour and fifty four minutes into this this interview, and you know to me this uh behavior from tucker is just it's just over the top i I think it's disrespectful i think vladimir putin is going to think long and hard before he has another interview like this because i really think that he was surprised by the questions that he asked the lack of ability for him to pay attention the lack of respect that tucker showed and you know this has been my heartburn with this from the entire thing this is the president of a country. This is the president of a country who has invited you in to have an interview, to have a discussion, to have a talk. And this is the best that you can come up with. It, it, just, it just makes us look bad whatsoever. And I, I think, you know, the little jabs that Tucker took at him trying to provoke Putin into saying things or being slick or it, it just it didn't work it didn't work it made Tucker look stupid it makes us look stupid for for allowing him to go over there and do this and it just it it, it puts a bad taste in everybody's mouths and he was working for the US special services some other agencies I don't think he was working for Monaco, as Monaco is hardly interested in getting that information. It is up to special services to come to an agreement. Some groundwork has been laid. There are people who, in our view, are not connected with special services. Let me tell you a story about a person serving a sentence in an allied country of the US. That person, due to patriotic sentiments, eliminated a bandit in one of the European capitals. During the events in the Caucasus, do you know what he was doing? I don't want to say that, but I will do it anyway. He was laying our soldiers, taken prisoner, on the road and then drove his car over their heads. Come on. 
What kind of person is that? Can he even be called human? But there was a patriot who eliminated him in one of the European capitals. Whether he did it of his own volition or not, that is a different question. Yeah, but Evan Hershkowitz did that. I mean, that's a completely different... I mean, I mean... Hey, hey, Tucker, it's fair. You, you did something dumb? You asked the dumb thing? You know, Putin is challenging you. He's challenging you. He's saying, hey, if you really want to do something, help us get our hero back. Because he did. He, he rescued these people. He went and got justice for Russia, for this guy running these people over. Here's, here's the silly little grin on Tucker's face. There, there. You know, I was I wasn't asked. This is something totally different. No, it's not. You want to play dumb? I'll play dumb too. It's a thirty-two-year-old like newspaper. He committed something different. He's not just a journalist. I reiterate, he's a journalist who was secretly giving confidential information. Yes, it is different, but still. I'm talking about other people who are essentially controlled by the US authorities, wherever they are serving a sentence. There is an ongoing dialogue between the special services. This has to be resolved in a calm, responsible and professional manner. They are keeping in touch, so let them do their work. I do not rule out that the person you refer to, Mr. Gershkovitz, may return to his motherland. By the end of the day, it does not make any sense to keep him in prison in Russia. We want the US Special Services to think about how they can contribute to achieving the goals our Special Services are pursuing. We are ready to talk. Moreover, the talks are on their way. And there have been many successful examples of these talks crowned with success. Probably this is going to be crowned with success as well. But we have to come to an agreement. I hope you let him out. Mr. President, thank you. <laughs> I also want him to return to his homeland at last. I'm absolutely sincere. But let me say once again, the dialogue continues. The more public we render things of this nature, the more difficult it becomes to resolve them. Yep. Everything has to be done in calm manner. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's, that's true with the, with the war, though. Also, I mean, I just want to. I guess I want to ask one more question. I don't understand why he had to yell. Why did he have to yell? Which is, and maybe you don't want to say so for strategic reasons, but are you worried that what's happening in Ukraine could? lead to something much larger and much more horrible and how motivated are you just to call the u.s government and say let's come to terms i already said that we did not refuse to talk we're willing to negotiate it is the western side and ukraine is obviously a satellite state of the u.s it is evident. I do not want you to take it as if I am looking for a strong word or an insult. But we both understand what is happening. 
The financial support, 72 billion US dollars, was provided. Germany ranks second, then other European countries come. Dozens of billions of US dollars are going to Ukraine. There's a huge influx of weapons. In this case, you should tell the current Ukrainian leadership to stop and come to negotiating table, rescind this absurd decree. We did not refuse. Sure, but you already said it. I didn't think you meant it. Here he goes yelling again. But did you, did you just hear what he just said? We're not refusing to come for, come to the table. Ukraine is refusing to come to the table. Ukraine is refusing to come to the table. This is what the problem is. Russia's been saying we want to negotiate. We want to come to a conclusion for this. We want to end this. But if the United States is telling Ukraine you can't do it, and Ukraine is listening to them because they want to keep getting the money that we're giving them, it's not going to end. And it's not going to be because of it's not going to be because the United States is wanting to have this war, to have this distraction given to the American people so that we can be focused on the wrong thing and not see that they're literally the forces that be, the powers that be in the United States are trying to destroy us. Let's listen to the rest of this foolishness that Tucker's about to try to, she's going to try to be a journalism journalist right now. It is an insult because you already said correctly, it's been reported that Ukraine was prevented from negotiating a peace settlement by the former British prime minister acting on behalf of the Biden administration. So of course they're a satellite, big countries control small countries, that's not new. And that's why I asked about dealing directly with the Biden administration, which is making these decisions, not President Zelensky of Ukraine. Well, if the Zelensky administration in Ukraine refused to negotiate, I assume they did it under the instruction from Washington. If Washington believes it to be the wrong decision, let it abandon it. Let it find a delicate excuse so that no one is insulted. Let it come up with a way out. It was not us who made this decision, it was them. That's right. So let them go back on it. That is it. That's right. However, they made the wrong decision and now we have to look for a way out of the situation to correct their mistakes. They did it, so let them correct it themselves. We support this. So I just want to make sure I'm not misunderstanding what you're saying. I don't think that I am. You are, I think you're saying you want a negotiated settlement He's been saying what's happening that. in Ukraine. He's been saying it. <laughs> right. And we made it. We prepared the huge document in Istanbul that was initialed by the head of the Ukrainian delegation. He affixed his signature to some of the provisions, not to all of it. He put his signature and then he himself said, we were ready to sign it and the war would have been over long ago, 18 months ago. However, Prime Minister Johnson came, talked us out of it, and we missed that chance. Well, you missed it, you made a mistake, let them get back to that, that is all. Why do we have to bother ourselves and correct somebody else's mistakes? 
I know one can say it is our mistake. It was us who intensified the situation and decided to put an end to the war that started in 2014 in Donbas, as I have already said, by means of weapons. Let me get back to furthering history. I already told you this. We were just discussing it. Let us go back to 1991, when we were promised that NATO would not expand, to 2008, when the doors to NATO opened to the declaration of state sovereignty of Ukraine, declaring Ukraine a neutral state. Let us go back to the fact that NATO and US military bases started to appear on the territory of Ukraine, creating threats to us. Let us go back to coup d'etat in Ukraine in 2014. It is pointless though, isn't it? We may go back and forth endlessly, but they stop negotiations. Is it a mistake? Yes. Correct it. We are ready. What else is needed? Do you think it's too humiliating at this point for NATO to accept Russian control of what was two years ago Ukrainian territory? I said, uh, let them think how to do it with dignity. There are options if there is a will. He sure did. Up until now, there has been the uproar and screaming about inflicting a strategic defeat on Russia on the battlefield. Now they are apparently coming to realize that it is difficult to achieve, if possible at all. In my opinion, it is impossible by definition. It is never going to happen. It seems to me that now, those who are in power in the West have come to realize this as well. If so, if the realization has set in, they have to think what to do next. We are ready for this dialogue. Would you be willing to say, congratulations NATO, you won, and just keep the situation where it is now? You know, it is a subject matter for the negotiations. No one is willing to conduct, or, to put it more accurately, they are willing, but do not know how to do it. I know they want to. It is not just I see it, but I know they do want it. But they are struggling to understand how to do it. They have driven the situation to the point where we are at. It is not us who have done that, it is our partners, opponents, who have done that. Well, now let them think how to reverse the situation. We're not against it. It would be funny if it were not so sad. This endless mobilization in Ukraine, the hysteria, the domestic problems, sooner or later it will result in agreement. You know, this probably sounds strange given the current situation. But the relations between the two peoples will be rebuilt anyway. It will take a lot of time, but they will heal. I'll give you very unusual examples. There is a combat encounter on the battlefield. Here's a specific example. Ukrainian soldiers got encircled. This is an example from real life. 
Our soldiers were shouting to them, there is no chance, surrender yourselves, come out and you will be alive. Suddenly the Ukrainian soldiers were screaming from there in Russian, perfect Russian, saying, Russians do not surrender, and all of them perished. They still identify themselves as Russian. What is happening is, to a certain extent, an element of a civil war. Everyone in the West thinks that the Russian people have been split by hostilities forever. No, they will be reunited. The unity is still there. Why are the Ukrainian authorities dismantling the Ukrainian Orthodox Church? Because it brings together not only the territory, it brings together our souls. No one will be able to separate the soul. Shall we end here, or is there anything else? No, I think that's great. Thank you, Mr. President. Free speech is bigger than any one person. So, closing arguments, closing positions. When you look at what Vladimir Putin was trying to do, trying to explain, you can clearly see that he's standing on the side of his people. That last story that he told about the battle, where the, where the Ukrainian Russians were standing against the Russian Russians, and the Russian Russians asked him to surrender, and they said, no, in Russia, we're Russians, and Russians never surrender. So they died. Instead of coming to a peaceful conflict, a peaceful solution, after Russia told them, we're not going to kill you, and no harm will come to you, just, just surrender, they refused to do it because their original heritage was Russian. In, in, a, in a lot of ways, a lot of effects, they, they committed death by cop or suicide, you know, to these, to these Russian troops in, in the hopes and the effects that it would make Russia look bad. But the truth of the matter is, this conflict is going on for no reason other than the United States wants it to go on. No other reason than the United States is in control of what's going on over there in Ukraine. There's corruption that's being hidden. There's money that's being hidden. And all of this has started. If, if you look, it's very clear. He never talks about Obama and he never talks about Biden. So there's something that's going on that's deeper than what we know. That's deeper than what we think. And you as an American citizen have the responsibility because your American press is not giving you this information to do your own research, to come up with your own opinion, and to not just follow what someone is telling you to do. Don't follow what I'm telling you to do. Prove me wrong. Produce some information, you know, to, 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 to counteract what I'm saying. That's truthful. You know, and there's, there's going to be people who watch this video who are going to say that I have no right to say anything about this because whatever, whatever the reason is, you need to know the truth about what's going on, why it's going on, 
in what you can do to arm yourself with information. Truthful weight. That's 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 my motto. That's my 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 mantra. And each and every time, God has shown me the truth about certain particular situations and this thing that's going on with Russia. You notice how he 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 was upset at the end because they they were trying to destroy the Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine. He says, and he says, they don't want us to come back to the to the church because they know that we can have a meeting of the souls together and we can become the people that we're supposed to be. So stopping everything that's going on would bring unity back to Russia, would even bring unity to the world, but we don't want these things to happen. I hope you listen at every one of these in detail. I tried to go in depth as much as I could without taking away from what he was saying, but you really, really need to get this in your, in your head and you need to tell other people. I call you to action. I call you to tell other people about what you've learned through this because more and more people need to understand the story that we're being told by our people is not right. The hatred that we have developed in our heart for Russia, who is a Christian nation, something is wrong. We need to challenge those thoughts once and for all. Christopher Radiant Fire Radio, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for participating. Please put your comments in there and let's have an open discussion. I bless. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>